This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. It is go time for the Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Man, we're streaming at 680thefan.com. You can actually click and watch at 680thefan.com. Hey, everybody. Look at this Braves T-shirt I've got on. The 680 The Fan Braves T-shirt. And we must have 50 boxes out in the common area. We must have a golf tournament coming up soon. Wanted to show one off for you today, though. Check it out. Got the Braves on it, so you know it's a winner. Glad you're with us today. Uh, Road Dog Gillespie on the road. Derek Thomas in the house. And Sean Nerney ready to get to work. We're locked and loaded. Nerney, let's, let's get it started. Bucks. Big. Take. Might not be as good as yesterday, but here goes the big take today. Every baseball team has a sh- uh, every elite baseball team desires a shutdown starter, an ace of the staff, a pitcher that you can count on to step up and deliver a big time performance when the team needs it the most. And the Braves have one of those stare down dudes. His name, Max Freed. Late last night in L.A., Freed was dealing against the rival Dodgers, started the game with five perfect frames, and delivered seven shutout innings. Max was ruthless, allowing only two hits and dominated with eight strikeouts. And against Freddie Freeman, Freed struck his butt out twice, and Freeman went 0 for 3. Max Freed delivered again. Outperform Bueller. Bueller. Shut down Freeman. Here. And ended all of that annoying hugging and loving that was going on on Monday. Max Freed was awesome last night. And a word of advice to the Atlanta Braves organization and Alex Anthopoulos. Got Max winding down on this arbitration thing. Isn't it about time to lock down Max Freed to a long-term deal as the ace of the staff? I mean, the Braves are winning at a high clip when this guy gets the ball over the last two-plus uh, two seasons. He's been dominating. Let's hear from Max last night, the stone-cold killer, talking about facing Freeman. A little weird. Definitely got a, a hat tip from Freddie at the first at-bat and uh, you know, exchanged some words after the, the ground ball to first. But um, you know, once we got between the white lines, it was just competing. Yeah, competing, and that's what Max Freed does the best. He competes. Stone-cold killer, man. He is. He's staring down these guys regardless of who they are. And I love that about Max Freed. He's looking to win, bottom line. He's not looking to hug anybody before the games. 
Let's hear from Snit talking about his ace. A number one is what he is. He's a number one with that stuff. He had everything working tonight. Man, he was, you know, just really locked in, repeating his delivery really well, and and um, it, that, was, that was fun to watch. It sure was. Struck out Freeman in his first at bat, bottom of the first. Had a little weak ground ball to first base the second time up, and then the third time, Freed struck his butt out again. And it was good to see uh, Kenley Jansen, too, close this 3-1 to victory out last night, getting Freeman out to end the game to get the win and the save uh, for the Braves. Good to see. Now, I fell asleep on the couch. Uh, my wife, Kelly, got up about 1.30, noticed there were some lights on, and I could. Uh, I looked up, woke up, rather, as I was laying on the couch downstairs in the family room with her saying, would you please turn the lights and the TV off and get in bed? I was trying to watch that game as long as I could last night. But when that alarm clock's going off at 6 a.m., brother, it's tough to stay up for these West Coast games. Wanted to see as much of that Max Fried uh, performance as I could last night, and that was nothing short of just awesome coming off that uh, Monday game where all that loving and hugging were going on. We'll talk a little more Braves coming up later in the show. Right now, I wanted to talk about the Atlanta Falcons. We are getting closer and closer to the first round of the NFL draft coming up in Vegas next Thursday. So, my goodness, we're eight days and counting. Getting ready for the Falcons to see what they're going to do. And each day leading into the draft next Thursday, I'm going to have a different Falcons draft scenario as far as the first round pick goes. And today... I wanted to talk about the trade back scenario, which as I sit here right now today, I'm thinking this might be the best case scenario for the Atlanta Falcons. Trade out of that number eight spot, trade back into the draft and get some more picks. Lord knows we need it because we need players on both sides of the ball. We need players on the line of scrimmage, especially on defense, defensive line, linebacker, Defensive back, we need players at all three levels. Offensively, we need offensive linemen. We need a running back. We need a receiver. Some are convinced we need to take a quarterback with that first-round pick. But I did my case study as an example of what the Falcons could get in a trade-back scenario, trade out of that eight spot of the first round. The case study I did was forming a trade partnership with the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have the 20th pick in the first round. And reportedly, the Pittsburgh Steelers desire a quarterback in this draft. As you know, Ben Roethlisberger no longer with the organization. He has retired. And most people, we'll talk, ask more about this coming up at 20 after the hour, is most people believe that the Steelers are fixated on Liberty quarterback Malik Willis. And they uh, might be motivated to move up to number eight, especially if the Panthers at six pass on a quarterback or if the Panthers at six take picket. The Steelers might be motivated to move up, do a deal with the Atlanta Falcons. Let me lay down what that would look like. So the Falcons would move out of eight in a deal with the Steelers, trade back to 20. In the first round. So the Falcons would have a uh, 20th pick in the first round. But in my uh, case study, they, uh, they pick up a second round pick and a third round pick 
to allow the Steelers to move up and get their guy. Again, Malik Willis is expected to be that guy. So in this scenario, the Falcons would have the 20th pick of the first round. And the Falcons would have three second-round picks, count them, three. 43, 52, and 58. And right now, when you add another third-round pick in a deal with the Steelers, the Falcons would have three, count them, three third-round picks. So seven picks in this case study in the top 84. Now, you want to solve some problems that you have on both sides of the ball? You do a deal like this and make this happen. You can find a linebacker. You can get an edge rusher. You can get an offensive lineman. You can get a defensive tackle, a running back, a receiver, a defensive tackle, maybe two. And I'm hoping we're going to see them get like three defensive linemen in this draft. Who would they get around 20? Uh, Devin Lloyd comes to mind, linebacker out of Utah, really athletic guy, can cover Uh, can run people down, really impressed with him. could grab a guy like that if you want to go best available player. There's some people out there hoping the Falcons take one of these wide receivers. You might get Jamison Williams if you really want a wide receiver. Get Jamison Williams out of Alabama with the 20th pick of the first round. If not him, you got Olave, you got Trayvon Burks. This is a uh, receiver-rich draft. I don't want to see the Falcons go that way. Some people do. With that 43rd pick in the second round, you could get an edge rusher. You could get a cornerback. This draft deep and quality cornerbacks also. 52nd pick in the second round, maybe a Jamari Sawyer. Solidify that offensive line, get a legitimate offensive guard. And I know they don't typically take Georgia players, but in this case, I've got them with an opportunity to do so. 58th pick, you get a defensive tackle like the kid out of A&M, DeMarvin Leal. Maybe get a running back with one of those third-round picks. What about you? You're fixated on a receiver. Falcons could get Justin Ross out of Clemson, most likely with the 82nd pick in that third round. Add another defensive lineman with the Steelers' third-round pick, which comes up at 84. So, Nerney, what's the deal with you as far as what you want to see the Falcons do with the eighth pick of the first round. Would you consider trading back out of eight, picking up more picks to help solidify this roster faster than they're, what uh, they're going to be able to do if they just stay put? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I'm all for that. I mean, I'm still on board with with taking the best overall talent at, at certain positions. I mean, listen, I, you know, if a Sauce Gardner, if uh, Derek Stingley falls down there at eight and you think he's a a can't-miss type guy that's going to be a starter for you for years to come, then then you take him. But I'm on the other side. I'm also, you know, I'm fine with going the line of scrimmage, the non-sexy, you know, top offensive lineman on the board. That That's that's fine with me as well. But, I mean, the prospect of trading back, I mean, if you see a run on receivers, I'm on board with you. I don't want a receiver at number eight. So if you see a run on receivers, some of these quarterbacks starting to go, and you think, you know, there's a team that wants to jump up and get one of these guys, then, yeah, I, I'm I'm can totally get behind the uh, idea of moving back. All right, coming up tomorrow on the show, I'll look at another scenario that Nerney involves an offensive lineman. That's going to please you a lot, I believe, coming up tomorrow. But I do feel strongly about a trade-back scenario if the Steelers are desperate for a quarterback and want to get their guy in Malik Willis. 
doing a trade with uh, the Steelers and picking up additional picks. I think that would be a smart move by Mr. Fontenot and the Falcons. Arthur Blank, obviously, has got a hand in this process. And we will uh, look at that offensive line scenario coming up tomorrow. Right now, it's time for the Buck Blue Show headline. It's brought to you by Grease Monkey. Oil changes and more. It's done fast. It's done right. Visit GreaseMonkeyAuto.com for store locations and special offers. And I don't know about you guys, you listeners, DT, Nerney, I don't know about you, but everywhere I go now, I'm seeing the Grease Monkey oil change stores. They're popping up everywhere. It seems like they're everywhere I go around Metro Atlanta. I'm seeing one of those Grease Monkeys. Sounds convenient to me, Buck. Absolutely. Uh, so the Hawks go down 0-2 last night down in Miami, and they appeared to be a much different team than they were in game one. They played tougher. They were more competitive, and I was very impressed by that. In fact, that was the first thing I wanted to see. Are you going to man up and come play tough in game two? Because you certainly didn't in game one. So I was pleased with that. But let me just say, as the Hawks come back home for game three on Friday night, is that if Trey Young does not shoot better, and I know the locker room show is all over the turnovers, so I'll lay off the turnovers. I think they cover that part of the deal. But if Trey's shot stays ice cold here in the ATL, we're done. We're finished. This series is over. Two for ten on threes last night. 0 for 7 on threes in game one. So a total down in Miami in games one and two. Trey Young, 2 for 17, shooting the threes. Now, you want to talk about ice cold Trey. That is ice cold right there. Derek Thomas, you could have shot 2 for 17 against the Miami Heat down in Miami in the first two games of this series. So nothing is going to change. The Hawks are going to be out of here if, if Trey doesn't find his shot as he makes his way back to Atlanta for game three Friday night. You see what I'm saying? By the way, the Hawks home court, NBA best 20 and three at home since January 17th. So maybe we're going to see Trey figure it out back here at the farm coming up on Friday. By the way, teams that uh, go up 2-0 in the NBA, they win 92.4% of the time. And right now, the Hawks are 1-5 against the Heat this season. I do feel better about the way they played last night than they did in game one. And there's your Buck Belushi Show headline. Coming back on the other side, we're talking NFL draft with our guy, Chris Mortensen. Stick around for that. It's the Buck Belushi Show here on the fans, 680 and 93.7. Hey, go Braves. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. You got the Buck 
show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7, the mobile app. Brought to you by Beaver Toyota of Coming Beaver Direct, the fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Visit Beaver Toyota of Coming. Dot com. 10 o'clock hour on the show brought to you by the Haug Law Group. And what do you say we bring on Chris Mortensen, our NFL insider? For the latest on the NFL, we turn to the fans' truest NFL reporter, Chris Mortensen. Presented by the Atlanta Painting Company, Atlanta's premier residential and commercial painting company. Call 1-800-PAINTING or visit AtlantaPaintingCompany.com. As always, Mort joins us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. And Mort, eight days out to the NFL draft. We're all getting excited here. Falcons, another top ten pick. Mort, are the Jaguars set on who they're going to take at number one up top? Uh, the, the answer, the honest answer is I don't know. I think uh, I've always said that this Aiden Hutchinson you know, to the Jaguars is in pretty much the consensus, right? Apparently. But, uh, but to me, in a draft like this, it, it makes me skeptical. Uh, it, 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 when you hear the same thing over and over and over and over again. But then again, it may be simple as that. This is a draft where the quarterbacks aren't going at, uh, at the top of the draft. So, therefore, you want the safest good player you can get. And Hutchinson... Uh, seems to meet that criteria. Now, there's a guy like Trayvon Walker, Georgia. Some people see, even though the production wasn't what Hutchinson had at uh, at Michigan, uh, you could look at Trayvon Walker and say, what, what's he going to be? You know, would you project on, on somebody like that? Uh, and, uh, you know, so there's, there's that school of thought as well. And then the other thing is that even though, Cam Robinson, uh, tackle for the Jaguars, who they like, uh, signed his fran- franchise tag. That's just a one-year deal. So if this is about Trevor Lawrence and we need to project him, do you add to the offensive line and take somebody else? Bottom line is we're sticking with Aiden Hutchinson for right now. I'll tell you what, if you're an edge rusher or a quarterback, then you've got a chance to go high in this draft. And and what about Kayvon Thibodeau? What do you continue to hear about him more uh, as far as where he might go in this draft? I guess it depends on who you're talking to. Yeah, and, and right now this is, this is the time where it's easy to be confused. So um, I'm going back to something I, I heard before, which is simply – Listen, the Detroit Lions have spent a lot of time on it. They're picking second. And, you know, and they, they took Panay Sewell of Oregon last year. And Sewell, to be honest with you, had this rap on him. Uh, how much does he love football? You know, you know his, his best plays are great plays, but then some of it just is kind of just, uh. Let's kind of hear what you hear about Thibodeau. Sewell's been working on the Lions. They had a huge contingent when he worked out. And here's what I was told by somebody I really trust uh, in this league. It basically said, if he does not go number two to the, to the Lions, he may be one of the guys that slides, you know, to the bottom or out of the top ten. So it's, it's, uh, he's a really interesting, uh, I think he's the most interesting uh, uh, high pick in this draft uh, to, to, to pair up. Yeah, and isn't that that that's a huge question for every team, right? Do you love the game of football? Translation on that is, or is the money just going to ruin you? 
Well, it's like, do you love the game of football or, or is it, do you love what football does can bring, bring to you? I mean, both can be true uh, you know, in a way. People don't may not like it. And there's other things, you know, listen, he's got speed. There's no question about it. But he's got to improve his pass rushing technique. But I'll be honest with you. We think these guys come into the league as polished football players. No, that's why we have coaches. And and, and the coaches will teach technique, and that's why you want the guy to love football so he's willing to put in the work. And he's, listen, he's been in his interviews, his, his visits to teams, he's done a hard time. I mean, done a lot of selling himself, but some people think it's over the top. I'm talking about teams when I say people. I uh, think it's a little bit over the top. And uh, I think, you, you know, yes, you have to love football. I mean, I, I'm really interested to see where he goes, uh, you know, because at number four, the Jets are, are a team like Robert Sala, the head coach of the Jets. Listen, his defense is built off edge rushers. And there's no doubt that Thibodeau is a, can be a premium edge rusher uh, with some flaws. Uh, whereas better pick is going to be Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati, the corner. Or do they just go ahead and get their receivers out of the way, uh, you know, and, and take one there? That's, the Jets are an interesting team, and, and that's unfortunate because I work with a lot of Jets fans. Yeah, the Jets and Giants, major players in this year's draft, as far as up top goes, any whispers out there on what the Falcons may do at number eight? No, and I've, uh, listen, the Falcons are in a position here where, it, you know, we consider and say they, they need to just build the roster and stick to the best player available. Uh, and I've looked at some of the mock drafts, and the mock drafts are, I got I want to say one thing, Buck. The reason there's so many mock drafts is because people like People like them. I can tell you a little secret here. If Mel Kuyper had the choice of not doing one mock draft, he would not do one mock draft. <laughs> In his mind, it's more it's more right to get the let me get the players the you know the best thirty two players close to being right as opposed to matching them up with teams. Uh, as far as the Falcons go, listen, uh, I think the fascinating thing is that if if it is. Let's talk about the quarterback for a second. So I talked to somebody yesterday who thinks that if, if any team would be a good match for Malik Willis of Liberty, uh, that the Falcons would be because Marcus Mariota, you know, the, the type of football that Arthur Smith will probably play with Marcus Mariota will, will be a nice transition for Malik Willis whenever he's ready. But there is a projection there. And if you do that, then you're getting a guy with the eighth pick in the draft that's probably not going to help you this year. But you've got to have a vision, and you've got to be certain that he can become what you think he can become. That's that's I have heard that. But listen, I've seen I've seen uh, wide receivers taken there. We've talked about Garrett Wilson before, uh, uh, the Ohio State receiver. I, I saw Kyle Hamilton, the Notre Dame safety, although his speed little suspect, but he's a great football player. Uh, and then we also know. Like, what happens if Trayvon Walker actually doesn't go in the top seven picks? I mean, we like to talk about those Georgia players that the Falcons never take, right? But Well, yeah, could so. it change this year? We need defensive help. You got three guys, maybe five, that could go in the first round. Do they uh, have a flyer this year and take a Georgia player? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just like it, it's what they need. It's what you need. We got this Grady Jarrett situation with the contract. Falcons are going to have to have to uh, address that, 
But the other thing is that they need a, a good guy on the end that can make Grady Jarrett the player he's, he's supposed to be. No doubt. Was as, as productive. So that's why you take all these players. And, and like Jamison Williams, the wide receiver from Alabama, this is off topic a little bit. Look, he's not a number one receiver, but he's going to make everybody else better because of the explosiveness that he brings to a team. And I'm not speaking to the Falcons specifically, but to get Grady Jarrett back on a, let's say, just a Pro Bowl play, a track, uh, he's going to need somebody to help him out and build that defensive line. So uh, I think they can go a lot of different ways. And if they go quarterback, you know, I, I would I would hope or think it would be Malik Willis if he's available because we're still looking at Carolina at six. Kenny Pickett, has he dropped off the map here? And uh, apparently Malik Willis, there's more talk about him than any of these quarterbacks, obviously. Uh, will the Panthers take him at six? Uh, Pittsburgh, would they be willing, to? you think, to move up to get this guy? Yeah, you know, that's the interesting part about Pittsburgh, are they willing to move up? I don't know. It's a long way to move up. Uh, but I do know that Kevin Colbert, the general manager, who's kind of retiring or taking on a, a different role after this, Jeff, he would like to get, find them a quarterback. Pickett, they know a lot about. Uh, you know, Pickett's an interesting guy. I talked to somebody yesterday, and I said, and I actually mentioned this name. I said, isn't he got some similarities to Matt Ryan? You know, played played a lot of college ball. Uh, you know, maybe not the greatest arm, but it's it's a good arm. Uh, you know, and and he said, yeah, it's fair, but Matt had a better Matt Ryan had a better arm coming out. Uh, you know, of Boston College, and this guy's got a lot of good qualities, but it's there's still some issues. Like, so therefore. Uh, Malik Willis, if you're going to take a quarterback, because all these quarterbacks have projection on him, except that Pickett, you know what he is for the most part. Is that really good enough to take in the top 10? Is Carolina, is he really better than Sam Darnold? I'm not so sure. And what's going to happen to Baker Mayfield, Moore? What are you hearing? Well, you know, you're the head of the fan club. I was going to ask you the same uh, question. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Listen, I... I still think that I know Seattle signed, uh, uh, you know, or, or they're trying to get back uh, Geno Smith there in the fold. And they did, they did, they did ask for Drew Locke in that trade when Russell Wilson went to Denver, uh, the quarterback. But they're going to add another one. And yes, they're interested in Baker Mayfield, but they're not going to trade for him with the Cleveland Browns. This is going to be a this Baker Mayfield's landing spot may be probably settled after the draft. And Seattle's one of the teams. There's a couple other teams, but, you know, I don't know why Detroit wouldn't be interested. I think I would be if I were Detroit, but uh, so far you, you don't hear much there. More great stuff as always. We'll look forward to hanging out with you again next week. Uh, me too, Buck. Looking forward to it. NFL insider Chris Mortensen every week on the Buck Baloo Show. Let's chop it up. Time to talk Braves. Let's chop it up. Presented by Haug Law Group, your local personal injury attorneys. HaugLawGroup.com. All right, we got a 310 star at the finale on the road trip in Los Angeles going down today. 310 first pitch. Going to hand the ball to Charlie Morton this afternoon. Coming off a not-so-impressive start. Need Morton to, to step up and deliver a quality outing today. Braves are going to face Gonsolin. The Dodgers starter. Braves are going to have Thursday off, open up a homestand on Friday with the fish in town. 
Ronald Acuna Jr., uh, really nice debut in AAA last night down in Jacksonville. Acuna was playing right field, hit leadoff, and hit a rocket off the right center field wall. On, in most stadiums, that ball would have been a home run. An elevated wall situation went off the top of the wall, came back and play. Acuna goes one for three with that double in the game. Flew out to center field, had the rocket for a double, and then also uh, grounded out to third base in the game last night before they pulled him out of there. After the game, though, Ronald Acuna Jr. said this, and I quote, I'm better than I was before the injury. Yes! Yes! Ronald Acuna better than he was before he had the torn ACL. And he also said, and I quote, I'm ready to go. Holding out hope. We're going to see him Friday night against the Marlins. Making his big league season debut coming up here in this upcoming homestand. Really excited about Ronald Lacuna being plugged back in there. And it was fun last night. If you missed the top of the show, bragging on Max Freed. Lockdown performance out of Max last night. Perfect through five, seven shutout innings. Struck out Freeman twice in the game. There wasn't any hugging going on last night with Max Freed looking to shut their butts down. Man, that was great to see. Although I did fall asleep on the couch last night watching the game in the middle innings. And that's us chopping it up for you today on this hump day Wednesday. Anxious to see Acuna back in there, brother. That's going to be fun. Better than he was. That's what I wanted to hear. Yes! Yes! I mean, he was a top five rated player in the world last year before he got hurt. And now he's saying he's better? Man, I can't wait to see this, DT. The most exciting thing about Ronald is I assume that is from a physical standpoint. He's saying, I feel fresh. I feel good. And he's still such a young man. Uh, the the mental side of the game, the the approach, should should only get better from here as well. That's scary to think about it for the rest of the National League. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and there's another yes moment too. The Braves have designated Sean Newcomb for assignment. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. That may make a lot of people happy. There, they have recalled Tuki Toussaint. Brought him up, and they brought up Dylan Lee, a left-hander, as they have optioned Enoa back to Triple A Gwinnett. Yes, yes, Enoa was well off to a terrible start. Man, I'm determined to fit in some college football every day on the show, and and not just Georgia football. We got the Bulldog Roundtable every day for you. We got that coming up in a moment. Right now, though, we've got another college football top five. <laughs> The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one. Yes! It's time yes! for Buck Baloo's top five. All right, Buck, calm down. Big top five here for you, college football. Mostly SEC. Well, we'll start off. But the deep south, the deep. We are in the deep south. We'll stay in the deep south for the most part. Uh, we'll just ask you, Buck. What are your What is your opinion? What do you think of Lane Kiffin? Oh, do I like him or not? Yeah, I mean, do you like you him? You know, I've never met him. Okay, 
Never met him, but... Do you think you'd like him? I enjoy the personality that he has. He loves stirring things up. And as a sports talk radio host, you gotta love that, right? Lane Kiffin calling out those Tennessee volunteers, man. All over this NIL deal situation that Tennessee has accumulated all this money and support from their alumni, their supporters, and they're pooling the money and spreading that money around. And Lane Kiffin is calling them out. In fact, he's saying that that is really the only reason why they got this five-star commitment from the quarterback, Nico Ima Lueva. I believe is his name. Not sure if that's the correct I think you nailed pronunciation, it. but I'm going to roll a, with it. That's a shot from Lane Kiffin. And reportedly, he got an $18 million deal. I mean, that's the kind of deal Max Freed deserves. That's more than Marcus Mariota is going to make. Not Nico. I'm a Malieva. And this NIL thing, that you know, it's... When you look real closely at it, it's a bunch of technical jargon that keeps it from violating the NCAA's pay-for-play pay rule. And, boy, there are a lot of people paying attention to what the volunteers are doing with it right now. All right, well, sticking in the Deep South, I think I, think I know where you're going with this. Tell us a big freshman you've got your eye on. Uh, well, this is kid out of Alabama. Uh, well, he's playing for Alabama. The Crimson Tide. And how about this? He's a freshman, a four-star recruit from Columbia, Mississippi. And his name is Jaheim Otis. Jaheim Otis. And do you know he showed up at Alabama, Nerney, at six foot four, 416 pounds. And already... With the nutritional program that Nick Saban has at Alabama, he's already under 400. He's now down to 370 pounds. Yes, nice and trim there, just at 370. And the plan is to redshirt this guy. And then he emerges in year number two, 2023, next season. And you're going to hear a lot of people, they say, talking about Jaheim Otis. Wait till Otis sees us! I mean, can you imagine showing up at 416 pounds? I, I have to imagine, Buck, because uh, that also state we had a I had a teammate who was probably teetering around 400 pounds. Uh, he's spending a lot of time on that exercise bike. Any meetings we had, any uh, study hall better. we had. Yeah, well, we never saw him eat, so maybe he didn't eat at all. But he was on that exercise bike any extra minute or two he had during the day. I bet he was hungry. And I tell you what, Jordan Davis is a great example of what you can do showing up overweight, dedicating yourself to a workout routine and a nutritional plan. And look at Jordan Davis. He's going to be a first-round draft pick. Jordan going to get paid. All right, we'll stay in the deep south. But moving over to the ACC, any news out of tech? Down on the flats? Yeah, give us some news from the flats. Do you know that Georgia Tech has added a running back in the transfer portal? I, I heard about that. Now, Jameer Gibbs. They lost one, too. He's yeah. showing off over there at Alabama, and he's going to have a tremendous season for the Crimson Tide. Collins was able to lure in his ninth grad transfer, and they solidified the running back position. Dylan McDuffie coming in from Buffalo, not the Bills. Yeah, that's not legal, I don't think. Yeah, not the Bills. Uh, Buffalo, the college team, he comes in as a grad transfer. Hey, 
Big back, six foot, 200, ran for over 1,000 yards and 11 touchdowns last season. And let me just guess, if they had a depth chart under Coach Collins, he would be the number one listed running back on the depth chart. All right, Buck, let's move on. Staying in the air, back to the SEC chop. Tell us somebody who's under immense pressure there this season in the SEC. Yeah, I'm going to go with Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson, who had a really good orange and blue scrimmage down uh, this past week. Uh, Anthony Richardson, 18 of 24, 207 yards, two touchdowns, ran it six times for 22 yards and a touchdown. He played in seven games last season. And I know Feinbaum is predicting a down season in the swamp. But Napier is counting on Anthony Richardson to be a difference maker. And so I'm going to say there's a lot of pressure on him to deliver. Otherwise, you know, the Gators are going to be 5-7 and seven this season if this kid doesn't yeah, step up. Yeah, I agree up. with that take. A lot of talk about Richardson. He's going to have to do a lot of it by himself. Uh, we'll move on. A little recruiting talk before we finish out the top five. Buck, tell us about Arch Manning. Rank uh, rank the is it top three, top five for yeah, Arch? The what top he's got? Three, Just yeah, three. I'm going to read the tea leaves on this one mm-hmm. and say Arch Manning heading into his senior year in high school down in New Orleans. He's got three favorites reading the tea leaves, Texas, Alabama, and Georgia. He had a return visit to each of those three schools. Reading the tea leaves, that means something. So I believe that would be the top three right now. I'm going to say Alabama's one, Texas is two, and Georgia's three on that list. A lot of people would have told you Georgia was higher up, uh, what, six months ago? Yeah, I know, but then they're talking about the way Kirby's handling those quarterbacks mm. over there, and they, they could have fallen to number three on his list. But it's just reading the tea leaves. That's what you get on the Buck Blue Show. There's there your top you five. Top five on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. Yes, sir, Ray. <laughs> All right. Uh, Buck's always reading the tea leaves for you folks. Yeah, I love reading the tea leaves, man. There's just something about that I have fun with, trying to figure out what's really going on and what's going to happen. And that leads us right into the Bulldog Roundtable. Official sports talk station of the dogs, and it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25 20, far sideline, 15 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, How Glogley, Georgia Pack and Load, AAA, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Talk about Coach Kirby Smart and his contract extension that is looming is the elephant in the room that nobody's talking about. And I want to talk about it today on the show. And I've been led to believe just from conversations and reading the tea leaves is that George's plan is to totally underplay the news of this contract extension that will be coming down for Kirby Smart any day now. We had Mike Griffith on the show yesterday, AJC covering the Bulldogs. And his comment to me yesterday on the show was that he wouldn't be surprised if Georgia released that information on his contract extension being signed, if they released that at like midnight on Saturday night, trying to totally downplay the news. And I'm not real sure why they would want to do that. I mean, they they sort of look at themselves the... Uh, 
you know, the board of directors, the executive board at UGA is sort of being a conservative group. Maybe that has something to do with it. Or maybe they're just uncomfortable with the head coach being the highest paid employee in the state. But, folks, it is what it is. It's all about market value. So why wouldn't Georgia embrace the fact that Kirby Smart is one of the elite coaches in football today? The market value, if you hadn't been paying attention, is 10 years, $100 million. Lincoln Riley, 10 years, $110 million. Brian Kelly, 10 years and $95 million. Mel Tucker, 9 years and $95 million. Saban's making $10 million this coming year. Dabo dragging behind at 8.5. Why didn't Georgia embrace this? Why are they trying to hide it? Kirby Smart, one of the top head coaches in football today, deserves the going rate or the market value, which happens to be $10 million a year. He wins big national championship. And the University of Georgia football program and the university are raking in the moolah right now, totally benefiting from the job that Kirby Smart is doing. Huge revenue stream going through UGA right now. So why in the world do you want to downplay your head coach signing a long-term contract extension. Uh, it is what it is. It's market value. And that's what Kirby Smart deserves. And there's your Bulldog Roundtable today. All right, coming up in the next segment, we're going to allow Infinity of Gwinnett and the callers, our listeners out there, to drive the content. It's time to take the wheel. Call us at 404-231-1680, the number. And we will go with what you want us to go with in the final segment of the show. Infinity of Gwinnett wants you to drive the content. Your chance now is presented by Infinity of Gwinnett. Empower the talk, empower the drive. Final segment of the Buck Baloo Show coming up. The final segment of today's show, all right? Don't jump to conclusions. I'm not getting fired because I was criticizing hugging on Freddie Freeman yesterday. It's the Buck Baloo Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Monday through Friday, 10 to 11, as we have a sprint. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. Every day during this one hour of the show. And want to give you a heads up. Win big at racetrack with the Atlanta Braves. Giving away some opportunity to win some great Braves VIP experiences. 
You've got a shot coming up tomorrow, 4 to 6 at Racetrack, 1385 McFarland Parkway in Alpharetta. Is that named after Scott McFarland? Yes, I believe so. McFarland Parkway in Alpharetta, 4 to 6 tomorrow, the racetrack. Get loaded up on great Braves experiences. You can get full details at 680thefan.com slash racetrack. And our Infinity Empower the Drive segment will be brief today. I went long again in the previous segment, so that's on me. But we had several callers want to hear more about the book that dropped last Saturday over in Athens, Inside the Hedges, the quarterback's journey to the 1980 National Championship. And if you're watching at 680thefan.com, here is the book. And the book, I, I, I go back and I talk about uh, Valdosta, which is, you know, really uh, satisfying for me being able to talk about my hometown and why they won all those high school football games. I'm, I'm sort of giving out the secret sauce going on down there. Go through the recruiting process, a, a very intense quarterback competition at Georgia. I found myself in the middle of the 1980 season. Talk about playing baseball and the two sports and uh, sort of feature uh, some of those chapters like that. And I want you to obviously buy the book. You can do that at InsideTheHedges.com. And I've got a a signing coming up Saturday and coming. Our family settled in coming 20 years ago, and we've been in the same home for 20 years. So this is home for us. And it's just awesome that a mom-and-pop store there, Universities Forever, 2080 Ronald Reagan Boulevard, will host the book signing coming up Saturday from 12 to 2. I'll be doing a live show here on 680 The Fan from 11 to 12 leading into the book signing. It's going to be an appearance by the Georgia Alumni Redcoat Band. And, again, you can buy the book right now at InsideTheHedges.com. As we start the final word here on the show... I want to tell one of the uh, stories that's in the book. As I was already on campus at Georgia, and Herschel Walker was being recruited. And Mike Cavan, the running back coach, said, would you mind driving down to Wrightsville and talking with Herschel? And I said, are you kidding me? Uh, Let's leave right now. He said, no, 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 don't leave right now. I need you to go down. It was like a weekday night, and they were having a sub-region basketball tournament. And so I go and make the trip down and arrive, and the gym is packed. It's an old gym. It looks like that thing's going to fall down. And I look in there. you got Danny Ford from Clemson, John Robinson from USC, uh, Joe Paterno for Penn State. I mean, there's some big timers in this old gym. And I was told to wait out back after the game. Herschel would come outside. And that's what I do. I'm out there. I'm waiting outside. The door opens. Out comes Herschel. And I tell Herschel, we don't have very much time, so let's cut to the chase here. What can I tell you that will help you in your decision? And he said, Buck, uh, two things. He said, one, Coach Dooley has told me I will be able to run track. Can I trust him on that? And I said, well, Herschel, he promised me I could play baseball. I'm playing baseball, so what's the second question? And he reached up and he grabbed this little 
scraggly uh, goatee he had growing. And before he could ask, I said, look, if you come to Georgia, you're going to have to shave that thing off. And we both laughed. And he turned around, walked back inside that old gym, and a few weeks later signed with Georgia. One of the stories in the book. Yes! Yes, Nerney! He signed with Georgia. InsideTheHedges.com. You can find the book there. Yes! And hope to see you in coming yes! on Saturday, 12 to 2 at Universities Forever. All right, we got Nick and Chris coming up next. Stick around uh, and hope you have a great rest of the day, everybody. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.